Danny Blanca, my man, how you doing? <laughs> Your dreams have now been fulfilled. You are now rocking with the best. It's in the game. We have a special guest today, Randy. Who do we have here? That's right, my man Ben Lyons, formerly of E, ESPN LA, now doing work with CBS LA right now, live in New York City. At I am Ben Lyons on both Instagram and Twitter. Ben Lyons, my man, how you doing? Appreciate you guys having me back on the show. I feel like Amari. The Knicks are back. Knicks are back. <laughs> Knicks are back. It's that annual time of year, fellas, when that's the right. on fire and everyone says, oh, wait, the Knicks are back. The Knicks are back. They're kind of good. Uh-huh. But we know that winter is coming. It's Game of Thrones around here. So we know that they're gonna, there's going to be spells where we say, yeah, they're they're oh no they're not back oh wait oh no it's a dumpster fire oh wait oh no they're kicking spike lee out of the garden who are we gonna mm. get this summer like that is coming we're not there yet we're still at the knicks are back exactly three games <laughs> no it, it's been three. four they're three and one right now um unlike your Where's, Brooklyn hey, knicks. i got a question for you it's, it's often asked when i when i take the train out to the barclays center uh where where brooklyn at <laughs> yeah danny blanco where, where's brooklyn at we're, yeah, we're, we have 45 to an hour. I don't have time to go into yeah. what the Nets need. Williamsburg looking for squash. That's where they are. Yeah. 100%. Number one. Number sure, two, sure. Uh, just having a clip of Kyrie yell at uh, Ben, shoot the ball, is enough to make me shiver this morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, saw that clip. I saw that clip and I got flashbacks to high school. Shout out to Rayvo Kell, my coach. Being like, Ben, mm. shoot the ball. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Damn, my man Ben got the Nick head. Denny's the, the, the net fan. No, no, no broken net. We got, the, we got this, the real best team in New York right there. The only real oh, team no. in New York. There it is. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you can find Denny Blanco on both IG and Twitter at Sir Denny Blanco. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple. Also on ballislife.com. Also YouTube.com slash ballislifepodcast network. So Ben Lyons, again, I know it's very early. Knicks fans get crazy. We're, we're, we're above 500. And then the next seven games are against playoff teams. So we're, we're going to enjoy this right now. But from outside looking in, being a big-time avid Knicks fan, the 3-1 and big-time win last night against Charlotte in overtime. What have you been seeing from this Knicks team and how, how, how much fun do you think this team is having so far right now? Definitely joy in the building. You love to see it. Starts with mm-hmm. OB, starts with RJ, that dentist, whoever he is, he deserves a raise. That kid's got a million-dollar smile. Um, <laughs> I love the sensible point guard play. It's really nice. I mean, that's the story of the year so far. Jalen Brunson, worth every penny. Uh, are you kidding me to have a grown-up professional basketball player? Come on, Blanco. Like It's just a different vibe at the Garden when, like you said, instead of being in chaos down the stretch or not knowing what to do to run the offense – Let's run two. Let's slow down. We've been mm-hmm. It's really nice. Also, guys, there's never been player development in our adult lives as Nick fans. They've never drafted and resigned. They've never had continuity with the roster. It's two years of this guy, one year of this guy. We survived the Frank Nilakina, Kevin Knox years, and here we are. <laughs> so it's nice to have gotten some picks right, gotten value out quickly, and Mitchell Robinson getting re-signed on a sensible deal for for his capabilities at the rim. So I'm stoked, man. It's it's early. It's not right. Halloween weekend. Um, so let's let's all calm down. But the Knicks are back. Come on, man. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> Denny Blanco, do you agree the Knicks are back? Do you agree? He, 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 had, a, he had a lot of points. Like I said, I've watched the, the, the first four games. I watched them in preseason just to get an idea of uh, what would happen to Randall and RJ's game with another ball handler, another decision maker that literally takes all those, you know, uh, those jobs away from him. And you can see uh, the, the weight drop from Randall and RJ's shoulders. Like, oh, oh, there's another guy over here that I can give him the ball and he can make a solid decision, make the right pass. I mean, just last night, if you watch the game with the Knicks, I mean, down the stretch, a couple of possessions, Randall's getting a little upset. You got RJ not able, not able to handle the rock. You have literally Brunson come down, set up a play, penetrate, dump it over to Robinson. Then you have him set up on one side, hit a three. Like he is not in a rush. You can't you can't make him rush. It's not sexy either. It's not flashy. It's not no. top ten. It's all no. Good. It's not flashy at all. It's what it's what works. And yeah. Randy, Randy and Ben, congratulations. You now have the point guard. For the next four years, that is solid. God bless. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. Thank shout you. Out to, shout out to Charlie Ward. We all know the last uh, the last first round pick they re-signed before RJ. So it's been a minute, fellas. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Ben, like you know, I want to circle back when in in the summertime, you know, they fans they be like, oh, I hear they want to get Jenna Brunson. Oh, I'm not too sure. He was a fan. Was it? Do you think it was more like the name that, that the fans didn't want? Was the money answer? Because now, as we're seeing again, four games in, he makes everything easier for RJ Barry. Makes everything easier for for Randall and the whole entire offense. A guy who can score on his own, get other guys involved, can run the whole entire offense. Still young, but what was it that make that made Nick fans kind of like be 50-50 on him during the summertime? Yes, he's been to the Western Conference Finals. That's but well, that's about it in the NBA. Yes, he was a winner in college, but in terms of the NBA, it's not like he's been around for years. So I yeah. think there's some familiarity for, for casual fans, right? It's not sexy. He's not a top five point guard in the league. He's really good, but that doesn't necessarily sell back page in the newspaper, right? It doesn't really get the fans hype. But mm -hmm. And also, too, $100 million in a time when people are out here struggling sounds like a ton of money because it is in the grand scheme of life. But in NBA money, it's kind of sensible. It sounds ridiculous, but it's not like they spent 150 180 to mm -hmm. something. Like they, they got him on a sensible deal. When you see Tyler Hero going for 140 150 you know, uh, you see Jordan Poole going for 140 Mm -hmm. like, he went to Michigan. Shout out to Jordan Poole. But, you know, it's like it, it, it's all these factors coming together. He's not a very outspoken, flashy guy, family guy, low key guy, not going to be dressed like, you know, Denny, uh, you know, Blanco over here on Fashion Week looking like Amari in the mink. He's not he's not doing all that. So I think. Mm -hmm. It's that it's it's you know, we, we also just it's the history, man. It's not even about Brunson. It's about the fact that they haven't had a top three player in the NBA since I don't know, maybe Walt Frazier. Like I <laughs> they haven't maybe Pat Ewing in like 89. Like, I don't know. Like they haven't had a they haven't had like the best guy. And I think that everybody wants even that. Carmelo. You know me. You know me. That's you know, I, I love Melo. You know me. Come on, we could do that. I didn't want this conversation to go down that road. <laughs> Randy's always trying to do some dirt. 
He did come in third in the MVP voting that year That's in 2013 when he took the oldest team in the history of the sport to the second round. And then we, we all celebrated Jason Kidd's 40th birthday at the Garden. He started a 35-year-old <laughs> Pablo Prigioni. Like That's right. I watched Kurt Thomas and Marcus Camby and Rasheed Wallace play basketball in wow. 2013. Like <laughs> The worst constructed team of – it's the biggest waste of someone's prime. Like Melo's two years there where he was – he really was a top five guy in the league. Mm-hmm. Make, I don't think he made a first team though. But – you know, I, I, I look at the, the history of the Knicks not landing the guy. And I think that plays into your question about why the fans were a little lackluster this summer. He sh- you know what? He showed up at Dykeman and not hoops in the sun. That's why the Knicks fans were not excited. <laughs> Yo, Ben, don't get me started, please. <laughs> Ready, uh, all uh, of the Dykeman, too, but yeah. Ready, you know, with the hesitation with um, Jalen for me was, was early, was uh, only one hesitation. I was like, okay. He's small, you know. Height, height may be an issue. I Which thought. is why the Donovan Mitchell thing didn't make any sense. They just got lost in the sauce on the hype around that. I'm happy that didn't work out, and I wish him a lot of success out in Cleveland. Oh, I want to touch on that because okay, I'll touch on that because I I, I was going to say, but it looks like Mitchell Robinson obviously uh, helps him a lot with him in the you know obviously getting uh the, getting matched up. But with Hart, playing, don't forget Hart. Shout out to to Hardenstein. That guy's a beast. Too, yeah. Yes, him yeah. too. Him too. Why 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 didn't you want you didn't want the uh the Mitchell trade? No, because that's just like the fast track to six seed and that middle of the pack and you're not getting over the hump. Donovan's amazing, but he's a smaller guard. People forget how short he's like six two. Six two, six one. You know, and and historically uh guards of that size have had a difficult time you know, trans, especially ones who base their game on being so explosive and athletic and even above the rim like him, you know, it, it, it's tough to maintain that. You think of Iverson, you think of Russ, you know, you, you, there's a lot of kind of combo guards who flame out, right? I think he's going to have longevity, but it's just they're too small back there. Brunson and Mitchell, what does that do for you? It doesn't get you past Miami, past Brooklyn, past Milwaukee, past Boston, past Philadelphia, like, you know, so – I don't mind that it didn't work out for them to mortgage the, the future. They learned from the mellow trade, you know, mm. he said, he's like, we learned from the mellow trade and he's not mellow. So Randy, Randy, just, just want to let you know what Ben said. I want the record to show. I've been saying that two years prior, correct? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think fans coming together on Donovan Mitchell in the hall are very good. Just, just you know? NBA stuff. I'm the NBA whisperer. I like to sit yeah, back NBA and watch whisperer. this. Yeah. I like just to sit back and listen to the listen to the you know tea leaves drop and hear what people mm-hmm. are saying with oh, different yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Can, you, can you feel that in the winds of Phoenix? Can you see a young talent <laughs> in Phoenix looking for greener pastures to come east? Wait, young, there's a lot of young talent in Phoenix. Which one are you referring to, sir? You know, somebody who who uh, got into it with Clay Thompson the other night. I don't know. I've been oh. hearing that rumbling for a while. Somebody who went to uh, Kentucky. Just put that out there. Yeah, like a book. guy. Come on, what do you say, Jess? Let's make Ooh. it. Happen. So I guess I'm not the only whisperer <laughs> hearing whispers <laughs> in the NBA with the soap opera. Really, Randy, I think I think? think what Ben is saying is like, all right, if I had the same deal for Devin Booker in the summertime, that would be automatic. I'll do it as opposed to Donovan Mitchell. Hell yeah. <laughs> like Zelda, dog. There's levels. Yeah. We got to get um, all the pieces of the triangle. So. Nah, I love the book. Um, I think uh, to, to to Denny's point, the fact that, and also to your to your point, Ben, the fact that the Knicks are really really putting the chips into the young talent and the development of a Mitchell Robinson, of a RJ Barrett. They resigned both of them. They just 
I think two days ago, maybe yesterday, they picked up the fourth year option on Obi Toppin. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean that they basically are like, we're not going to give you an extension this summer for 50, 60 million dollars? So like, let's lock you in now. And if we lose you at the end of next year, something then- like that, I would yeah. say something like that. Yeah, which um, is totally reasonable. Yeah. But I think just them believing in those guys, because even if they did the Mitchell trade, Obi would have been out. Quickly's out of here. Grimes, you're really gutting your roster. But a lot of Knicks fans are really believing in what they have. So I think I think that's a good thing for the franchise going forward. Yeah, man. And look, they're always going to be a hot ticket on a Friday night. You know that. You're from tourists mm-hmm. from around the world. They're always going to. The Garden's going to have an energy and a vibe. But you want to see moments like last night. You want to see you know, professional NBA players, not mysteries, not guys who look like me who you've never heard of before. Like, <laughs> you have to watch Jason Smith run up and down the court. You're like, what, where are you? Um, Luke, Luke Cornett. Oh my gosh. Oh, Luke, <laughs> Luke Amundsen looking like Thor's standing. You know, like a movie when Hemsworth is shooting Thor, they need to light it. They bring in Lou Amundsen to stand yeah. there. Not Holy Luke. <laughs> Guy stuck. Oh yeah. man, Ron. Danny Blanco, Knicks legend, <laughs> Ron Baker. Yeah, they put it. Listen, we, we 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 we. I think we spoke about um, the Knicks enough. I think I want to. Yeah, I want to badger the Nets a little bit. No, no, well, said, well said, Blanco. Let's keep this train rolling. I feel. Yeah, yeah. I want to badger. I want to badger the uh, the Nets. Uh, oh listen. boy. Uh, the last, the first couple of games. Obviously, everything's evident. Uh, they need a big man immediately like yesterday like they can't rebound kevin durant you're requiring kevin durant who's not a rebounder by nature you mean like a, like a jared allen type <laughs> the jerry allen that they let yeah the jared allen that they, they let go Sorry. bad move then uh ben again Ke- uh, Kyrie has to yell at ben to shoot now you're getting paid to play in the nba you're getting paid paid money good money a lot of money hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars and another player has to tell you to shoot when you're open I thought, I thought those these types of things when he came over from Philly were going to be gone. I really thought so. I think it was the I thought I thought it was in the envi- the environment in, in 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 Philly that caused this this issue. I don't know if that's the case anymore. The NBA whisper is concerned about his team. Kyrie uh, can only do so much. He's trying to get himself back into playing shape. Mm-hmm. So technically, you just have a Kevin Durant who looks disgruntled. Really, I, I, I'm upset. I'm angry, and I'm I, I want to jump ship, but I've been jumping ship for so long. I, I jumped no. off. I've jumped off the Knicks ship. <laughs> yeah, yes, you did. Off, real yeah. quick, off it. Yeah. Oh. yeah, you're on that. You're on that G train, that ghost train. Out yeah, I just don't know who to latch on to because of management and because of player personnel. But Randy, well, you gotta love this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some comfort here as you please, uh, head into please. November when things are a little disarray out in Brooklyn. Um, please, your coach has some passion. Your your, your coach is in it. Your coach this year, this year, he's there. He knows. This year. That. Yeah, but like he saw last night when, when he I, to to see Steve Nash behave like that. That was wild. Wild it was really <laughs> wild, and it also says to me that. He's invested. He's all in. It's not going to be because of his lack of commitment or right. anything. It right. might be because you trust, you know, 
a guy with an iced out kangaroo to run your offense. That's kind of mm-hmm. what you to live by is just don't trust the guy with an iced out kangaroo, you know? Um, and, and I don't know what there's any meaning behind that. And I, I hope there isn't. I hope he just thinks clarity, that. clarity for our, for clarity for our, 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 our <laughs> viewers and listeners. Yeah, who don't know. Know. No, Clar- no. Ben clarity for the listeners who don't know who has the kangaroo pendant. I, we, I, Come on, man. Come no, on. You. Shoot the ball, Ben. Like, like this man is, off in the clouds. Like you said, it's not a Philadelphia thing. It's not like all oh, Philly sports fans are tough. And nah, he just I- I've never seen an NBA player of his caliber not have like an outward love of the game of basketball. But like, Ben it's play. He doesn't play with joy. And but anyone ben, who's ever played basketball smiles when they do something fun or killer uh-huh. or, or plays the game with even if you're intense and locked in and Kobe and like oh, there's some joy and bounce in life, and he's just dead behind the eye. It's really ben, wh- when was the first time you saw Ben Simmons play? LSU or some high school footage it, here and there. And yeah. I'll pull up tape from LSU high school. I didn't see anything different. I mean, LSU, they didn't, didn't even make the tournament. Or like They weren't even good that year or something. He was just kind of there. I, just, just floating. He's doing exactly yeah. what mm. he did huh. in college right now, just – I'm not going to get better. I'm not going to get worse. I'm just going to go flatline. And you know what? He gets money. He has the life. He's good. He's got the house. Got the you know all the things. And okay. mm-hmm. now, to his credit, he was at the Liberty Games all summer. So shout out to Ben Simmons for That's right. For Liberty. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. But yeah, man, it's like I would never advocate for violence on a team. We just <laughs> saw in Golden State how it's not a positive situation. Mm-hmm. But if someone punched him in the face, it might do him good. I don't. I wouldn't condone that. I'm not suggesting that. It's a bad idea. But hey, maybe mm-hmm. it work. I don't know. You just want to be like, yo, come on, like just like wake up. There's that, there's that oomph think, that's not there for him. It's I weird. think I think Embiid. I think Embiid stepped to him many times. Yeah, that guy's eating grapes on a training table before a playoff game. So like, let's let's not think of right. As this mm-hmm. Right. So Ben's looking at Ben's oh, looking. Man. Right, Ben's looking at Joel, and Joel's like, yeah, I may be eating grapes. I may be eating grapes, but at least I score what I need to. At least I'm doing my job. Like, do you your say, job. Did you say all that, and Joel Embiid, everybody loves him. He's an awesome dude and a great player. But do you think if you look at his time in Philadelphia, the team has achieved what the expectations were for Joel? And, and no. The potential no. that everyone's no. seeing him? Not even close. No. It has nothing to do with Ben Simmons. Like, and, and- I even told I told Denny in, in a, on a previous show when it comes to the playoffs or who's top four, or whatever. Philly is always that one team that I can't trust. I, I I can't predict. You know, I would love for them to go to the conference finals to get over that hump, but I'm like, I I just don't know. Can they beat Miami? Can they beat Boston, Milwaukee, maybe Brooklyn? I just I just don't know. That's the that's the question mark team. And some some people have them in the finals, the conference finals. I'm like, I don't I don't I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a larger conversation around you know, success and potential. And especially in our society that you can make a lot of noise and get a lot of eyeballs and you can do something great once, but the idea of consistently doing something, right. Adding that routine, adding that reliability, dependability, like there's so much success in that. And like, that's where success is, is doing it again and doing Mm. it again after that. And one more time. And then again, after that, so they can have flashes and everybody can go viral once and everybody can, you know, have a moment. But to score 20 points a game 
for 14 straight years, like Melo did, like every single night to, you know, go into for Boston and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Those guys are just professionals. Jimmy Butler, it's just like another level. And Philadelphia, Brooklyn, this incarnation to them is, is they just haven't done it. Like, look at Giannis in terms of consistency. Okay, you worried about him in the playoffs? You worried about Milwaukee? You think, oh, they're not going to get over the – no, like this dude is – it's a difference, you know, and I don't think Joel's at that yet. Right. You mentioned you mentioned Giannis. Go ahead, Randy. Uh, you mentioned Giannis, and I'm just like – Yeah. The, he, he, these folks are – shout out to James Harden because uh, Giannis has no talent. Yeah. Jan, if I was I'm big, so happy uh, we're doing this show today and not the day after the Knicks and Bucks because I feel like Friday night out in Milwaukee, <laughs> a little dicey from that up there. Hey, I just saw I just saw the Brooklyn Nets get cracked by mm-hmm. by Giannis. Giannis had I think uh, I think ten or eleven at half, something to that effect. Then he had thirty five in the second. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, it's different, right? Exactly. You know, you know, what's interesting is something I, I, I've gotten some, uh, you know, some conversations about over the years is like if you had a guy, Giannis is a two time MVP, but let's say you had another like two time MVP, you know, you would expect that guy to win a playoff series to By get the conference finals to. You know. So it's like, all right, you got Murray back. You got Porter back. What's up, Jokic? Like, what are we doing here? You know, I mean, he's killer. He's killer. Mm. What's up? Like two-time MVP, you got your guys back. I feel like it's it's Denver's time. Like exactly, it should be or the pressure should feel like it is, and, and the attention should be like, what are what are we doing here? You know, that's right. Fair. Because but even even with those two guys back, when you ask fans or, or media people, like, all right, who was the biggest threat to the Warriors? They're putting the Clippers above the Nuggets. Memphis Clippers, Memphis, Clippers. So it's like, you know. It's like it's really weird for a two-time MVP to be flying under the radar in terms of all the expectations, and you know, because uh, he's in Denver. I, you know, if he was in LA, if he was in New York, if he was in Miami, it'd have been like people are calling for Luca to go and do things, and Luca should be winning now. LeBron won, got to the finals at twenty-two. Like, where are mm-hmm. you, Luca? And it's like, yo, this man's a two-time MVP in the prime of his career, like. Let's see it, man. Let's see it. Let's not get, let's not like, you know, push a Morris twin. Let's not, you know, go out there and mm-hmm. and, and get ejected in elimination playoff games. Like, yeah. let's go out there and like take it to the next level because he's that next level talent. So, so like, I, I don't know who you had, but uh, before the, the year started, the season, we, MVPs, we, we obviously Giannis is always in the convo. Uh, but me and Denny were leaning toward Luca. As being a guy, John Moran is going to be in the conversation as always. Who, who did you have coming into into the season as like, all right, this is my and this is my guy for MVP this year? Honestly, it was Kevin Durant. I really thought this guy was going to come out here, play seventy plus games, score mm-hmm. thirty a night, take Brooklyn to a top two seed, and just remind everyone that he's the best player in the world. In two thousand twenty one, when they had the Olympics in Tokyo, and he was healthy and. Miss, you know, had missed some time before, but was able to play in the Olympics. Everyone was like, oh, Olympic Durant, he's the best player in the world. So yeah. I would have loved for him to get a second MVP in Brooklyn. I still think he might. Uh, it's like, it's go time. You know, this is it. It's in prime of your career, 34. Jordan Jordan won some MVPs at that age, I think, right? Uh, Carl Malone, guys like that. I mean, so let's do it. Uh, Kevin Durant. Hmm. I mean, I, w- I, w- I love KD. I, I, think, I think he could be MVP, but... I- 
I just don't know, man. Brooklyn's no. always up and down for me. No, even the, even the Nets fan telling me no. no. And, and, and reliability and shout out, you know, it's like shout out to KD. But man, if you give me sixty five games, I'm playing with house money. Then, like, I can't mm. expect this man to be playing more than sixty games at this stage in his life and career, which sucks. And that's got nothing to do with him. It's just the way it goes. So I hope he can get a, a full season out. Yeah, of and, and and I think the pressure is there. A little pressure is there on Brooklyn too. And I could every, everybody's back healthy. Ben Simmons is back. Joe Harris is back. And you know, a little pressure on Steve Nash to to, to try to get a better season out of him. Is Allie um, Love back, or is she big time now? Is she too big doing the arenas? Allie Love? No, she too big time. <laughs> she's on commercials she's on tv now she's in movies yeah yeah she's too big for that so I, a lot of people have this team either in the finals to be in it or to win it or conference finals how far you see bk going from what i've seen so far from ben simmons as uh, mr blanco will attest i see them having a similar fate to last year as many playoff wins as the new york knicks like ben simmons is just a disaster it's a disaster. I'm sorry. Um, and it's not a personal attack, just from a basketball point of view. Like, it just it doesn't have it. So, I, I, I want to give him 25 games. I, I don't give him 25 games. I don't expect, yeah. uh, I don't expect the Brooklyn Nets uh, to do much more than a first round, maybe a second round exit, first round now. I mean, I, I love what Boston is about and Jalen Brown and, and, and Tatum are, are they, they showed it in the last series against Brooklyn. So, what's going to happen right. this spring? Like, it's just a, a different level right now. It's gonna be Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And then keep it real, the Knicks. Are we in the top six? Are we in the playing? Guys, my 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 goal for this team was Charles Oakley wins. I wanted 34 wins for this team. (laughs) It's not even November, okay? I had a nice little Grace papaya, uh, egg and cheese outside, and a coffee outside. I didn't. I just needed a T-shirt. I just needed a T-shirt. So (laughs) we're still in warm weather, okay? Uh I'm not gonna sit here and be like. The Knicks are making the playoffs. Right. 34 wins, anything more than that for a 500 basketball team. And they're in the play-in stuff. They're a nine seed and you have one game. or mm-hmm. Great. Fantastic. It's almost like, you know, it's are we seeing development? Are we seeing RJ really take a next step? Mm-hmm. Are we seeing Toppin and quickly as part of the long-term future? Or just nice guys and see you when we have to pay you, you know? So, right. Player development to me is is more of a goal than any winning uh, any playoff series. Right. So before Denny goes, I'm I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. So I know I know you're a Knicks fan, but you have some ties with the Lakers, and you go to a lot a lot of games. So if that was your your second team, no problem. What what annoys you the most? The fact that the Lakers always get off to a slow start, there's always trouble, always question marks, or the fact that the Dodgers win 100 games every year but can't win a championship <sighs> except for the 2020 40 game season whatever that was <sighs> what know. annoys you the most it's the dodgers man they're turning to the braves <laughs> in the 90s they're the braves west like it's just it's what are you gonna do you win 111 games and then over three fateful nights in southern california the padres your arch rivals down south you don't even pay attention to really they just go out and just kick your shit out of you. Like, it was awful. <laughs> I'm a big Dodger fan. Everybody knows I'm a Laker hater. I did work for the station that, that carries uh-huh. them for 10 years. So it was always fun to, uh, to to poke them during their troubles. And it was a very surreal night at, at, at the Crypto uh, two years ago when Melo became eighth all-time on the scoring list and the entire Lakers crowd was chanting, like, Melo, Melo. Yeah. I was crying. I was weeping. Um, the Lakers are a mess. 
And it's fun when and when they are in Los Angeles because all the fair weathers put the flags back in the cars and they just, you know, they go to the beach and they're so entitled. They have so much winning. I mean, guys, we're all around around the same age, right? Happy birthday to you. Another solar return, my man. Uh, thank um, you. Appreciate it. But it's like if people our age, they fell in love with basketball because of the Showtime Lakers. So when you're 8, 9, 10 and you're falling in love with the game, you get Magic, Kareem, Michael Cooper, Michael Thompson. Wow. Then when you start to watch the games on your own with your friends and maybe you're drinking something, maybe you're smoking something, you're watching Shaq and Kobe and, you know, winning titles, Derek Fisher. And then when you're a little older and you have money and maybe you take your kids to the game, or you have Kobe and Pow. And it's just like, it's just every like maturation point for our generation is paired with Lakers success. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I have no problem with watching them struggle right now. Anthony Davis, talk about somebody who should be a top five guy. Come on, bro. This guy's not even in the conversation of anything. The only way he's in the conversation is at Mountain Gate, which is a golf course up Sepulveda on the second hole. You look at his house and you say, that's the line, is AD's house. That's the only time my friends and I, when we talk basketball, we mention Anthony Davis. Yeah. Ben, Ben. Seriously. So. Ben. I love it. Trade Russell Westbrook for Buddy Hill and Miles Turner. If that's a real thing, or is that just like a late well, we rumor? It's so. a rumor, but rumor. I'm hearing they Indiana wants those those draft picks, those first yes, round draft picks. I'm sure LeBron is here now. You got to figure this out. Here's a couple things. Go ahead. Last year, Anthony Davis coming in 11 games. You're yeah. talking about uh, injury prone, and obviously he brought you guys a ring, <clears throat> L.A. Right, but. I saw a game. I saw two games last year. I saw a game with LA played Milwaukee. He looked scared that night. Yeah. LA played Milwaukee and then LA played Minnesota against Giannis. Giannis was throwing him around like he wasn't even there. That's, I, I looked at that game. I said, that's a problem. Yeah, and then that. fast forward, I saw Cat. Who normally doesn't go do well against AD? Mm-hmm. He does well with his sweaters uh, before the game, though. I feel like he loves a nice designer sweater. Like, <laughs> I kid with this guy, he yeah. does right. He loves, he's in Minnesota. Yeah. He has to warm. I guess. It's cold. Gotta stay warm. He he literally put Anthony Davis in his back pocket. Literally. Once I saw those two games, I said, "All right, Anthony Davis is not the same player anymore." And then he Anthony Davis play. He he's now wants to be Kevin Durant. He doesn't want to play in the post. You, what's something that's always odd to me about his game, and if you watch him, those are, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Those were two moments that, from last season or the season before where I was like, that, he ain't it. Um, he's always on the ground. Why is he always on the floor? <laughs> like, he's always on the ground. Like, stand up, dude. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> stand up. He's not strong. Like, get he's up. on the ground. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You, think, you think he's on the floor? Wait till Victor comes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, gosh. I mean, listen, wait, listen, on, man, this is this is fun. wait till if, Victor comes. You think he's listen, on the floor? If we feel like that, sounds like a Game of Thrones character. It's like just imagine how LeBron feels of like trying to get getting AD here. Okay, listen, the Lakers at one at once upon a time, Ben had Randall, D'Lo, Kuzma, KCP. Uh, Brandon Carson. Ingram, Caruso, Rondo, a whole bunch of players that hey. became all stars somewhere else, but became valuable pieces. And now 
LeBron is what his fifth, fourth, fifth year in the Lakers. He got one championship and a guy that, you know, I, I love AD, but he's supposed to be like, you know what, LeBron, you ain't got to take 25 shots tonight. You ain't got to play 40 minutes tonight. This is, this is, let it ride on me. But we haven't, for some reason, we haven't seen that LeBron is taking, playing the most minutes, taking the most shots. LeBron is probably the best shooter they got. And it's like, AD, yo, we traded five guys for you. Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, the whole roster. Let me and defend AD. Let me defend What's AD. going on? Let me defend AD. I have an idea. The last time I saw AD really, really, really play well, I mean, phenomenal. Not, not with LA, with New Orleans. And who was, who was playing next to him in New Orleans? Do you recall? Rondo. AD? Rondo. Rondo. That's one point. Good, very good point. And who was the other person? Steven Adams? <laughs> was he there then? I don't know. Boogie. Boogie, that's oh, right. Boogie. Yeah, big Boogie down there, yeah. Mm. Is it me or they just want to keep AD at the five and, and keep LeBron at the four? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Why don't you get a big to play with AD, push him to the four, and put LeBron at the three? Try that, guys. Yeah. No, it's Try it's. That. Uh... It's a fair point, you know. If if the man doesn't want to go and be the dominant big man, big man that we all see, he has the potential to be, and just let him go frolic on the on the three point line. I suppose. You know? Yeah, get a big. Interesting. <clears throat> it's like you know, you look at guys like Ben Simmons and Anthony Davis, and we have these high expectations for who, by the way, have achieved great things in this league and are all stars and all those things, right? But. I wonder if it's a larger conversation around young players who really are invested emotionally, viscerally to take their games to that next plateau and pretend, you know, and unlock that Zelda level to, to get to the princess. Right. So mm-hmm. I think, I think Anthony Davis loves the life in LA. He's got a nice big house on the Hills, got his championship. He can say he did it. Like he's good, you know, like, and I don't see it. Like, I don't feel it that he's possessed with this. And I think there's only a handful of guys are, and that's why they're the guys like Giannis who are always back in the thing. Well, yeah, I think I call it, I call it the uh, Mamba mentality. And even then it, it could be a gift and a curse. So, you know, I say, you know, Giannis has it. Um, you know, there's only a handful of guys in the NBA that Devin Booker has it. Devin Booker. There you go. There's going to be a handful of guys that offensively, KD has it. He cares about basketball. He's Offensively and defensively, player. yes, yeah. you'll see the emotion come out Both of him. Even, you but know, the curse, the curse is Russell Westbrook. Well, see, the curse is. I mean, it Russell, can't. It can't all be on him, though. No, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'll, I'll explain. The curse is with Russell Westbrook. He has the. He has the. He the the black mama mentality. He he will play hard, but. Unfortunately, at this age of his career, he has not improved any piece of his game. Anyone. So if AD's have if AD's having a bad game and LeBron's having a bad game, all right, Westbrook, technically you're playing against the second team. Let's let's be honest. You're you're getting minutes against the second team, not the first. Really. I mean, a couple of, that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And you're and it's not so much your shots that you're taking, it's not so much your your you, you just started playing defense recently. Recently, you started playing aggressive defense. Your shot selection and your decision making, just Russell in itself. NBA players should not do what he does. 
period. Yeah, but this, and I say that all the time. This is not the appropriate behavior on a basketball court. You guys touch the game on every level. You're out there in the park in the summer. You're watching the NBA in the winter. You're at the W in the summer. Like, you guys love high school basketball. Like, you guys have touched this game everywhere. Do you, do you ever see people go 13 of 43 in elimination games, like two of 19 from three or something? Like, his, his stat lines are crazy. Like that, that game against Utah in Oklahoma, game six. And there's a reason why he went Houston, Washington, LA. He's bouncing around. Like, I didn't mind him in Washington. Balls over the backboard. It's just wild, baby. I don't mind him in Washington, though. Washington was perfect. Washington was perfect. You got none but young guns. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need some your mentorship. You have the floor is yours. You have the unlimited amount of minutes. I thought Washington was Houston, not so much, but I thought Washington was perfect. But when you're excited, it's what just you wild. like you said. He's just not the evolution of the game. He doesn't have a new skill set. Something like a different thing in his bag that he didn't have. When Twenty-eight point nine percent from the field. Twenty-eight point nine. Eight point three from three. That's this season. I'm looking at these season stats from the Lakers right now. Well, I want to see the thing about Russell and Dave McMenamin afterwards is like. Hey, Russ, you're shooting the three at 8% this year. Uh, did you think that coming down the stretch in the fourth quarter, shooting threes was – you know, it's asking some questions. Yeah. The lack of self-awareness and the stubbornness and the arrogance. That's another it's point. Really off-putting. It's just not – That's another point. Hard. And I went on Rich Eisen when he first signed with the Lakers, and I was like, guys, you can look it up on YouTube. I said, before we eviscerate this man for being a disaster of a basketball player, because that will happen, and it is happening right now. I was like, let's take a second in just the grand scheme of life. He was in the crowd when Jack was on stage saying, can you dig it? He was like a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he goes and like to UCLA, loses his best friend, honors him, his whole career, wins MVP, goes to the finals, like it has a hall of gold medals, hall of faith, building a school in, the, in his hometown, like game of life. Like, come on, let's like, let's do that. Yeah. Now that that's done, like, what are you doing? Stop turning the ball over and shooting crazy threes. Like, just calm down. You know. So it's it's tough but, with Russ because you want to support the man of who he is. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. You can't tell a story of basketball without him. But the basketball fan of you guys are like, what are you doing, bro? We're just we're just asking simple questions, and it's not he, he takes it as an attack because we're talking about a game that he plays that we watch. So what it's you're like, oh, it's the media. Uh, LeBron, it's the media setting me up. No, 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 no. Mm. That's a fair question. You're up one. The clock's running down. Westbrook has the ball. Oh, yeah, Portland. Was that a good shot, LeBron? Yes or no? Yeah. The answer is no. So, so sometimes in the energy around the game now has shifted a little, which is unfortunate, but there's, a, there's an ecosystem where fans, media, and players all get to eat. Facts. Without media attention, fans aren't as excited. They aren't spending money, which means you're playing in the park for free. So it's just like everybody eats. This is like paid in full here, you know? The idea that a reporter has the audacity to ask you a question about basketball. You know, it's funny. I heard Frank Isola say this, and Randy, you'll appreciate this. Sometimes players would be like, well, you never played the game, so what do you know? Right? Yeah, I have a question. Have you guys ever eaten food in a restaurant? If you haven't been a chef in the kitchen, do you know if it's good or not? How about as a movie like critic? Like if you watch a film, you have an opinion about it. Well, you've never directed a movie. So what do you know about making movies? Like if you want to really 
go down the rabbit hole with that is kind of weird. So I think you can be educated about the game having not played it at the highest level. You can understand the game of life. Like I said, what the, what this man has done in his community is incredible. What he represents, what he stands for, the people he's uplifted. I genuinely applaud him and celebrate him. Mm. I also want to talk some basketball. Like we're playing basketball, so I can't have it. You know that you that's have dangerous happening around the game. I don't like it. It's, it's not. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. Forty million dollars to play basketball. And I can't ask you a question if you why'd you turn it over in the fourth quarter? And I think a lot of people in LA would actually be come more comfortable if Russell was forthcoming. If Russell was just like, yo, straight up, I'm playing like trash. I need to play better. I, I haven't been comfortable in LA playing with AD and LeBron. I need to be, get better. People are like, fine. Struggled tonight. Shot wasn't falling. I looked to do other things, but I'm looking yeah. at Portland. Like, be a pro. Don't be an asshole. Like, like for me, I, as a fan, I find it very hard to believe that I see this guy getting 25, 9 and 9, 28, 10 and 10 for four straight years, come to the Lakers, and then I'm supposed to believe he just forgot how to play basketball. Or I, 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 I it's hard. I mean, Obviously, you'll see a, a slow decline in, in production from everybody goes through that. But they go from here to fucking down here. And it's like, all right, I don't think he's totally lost it. I think it's a team. I think it's, you know, the whole offense, L.A., he, he's got to get out of there. But it's like, who would take him? What team would need Randy. a Westbrook type player? Randy, Scott Brooks couldn't get through to him. Kevin Durant couldn't get through to him. Dan Tony couldn't get through to him. Who was in Washington? Scott Brooks, again, couldn't get through to him. Now he's with Darvin Ham. So we have players. Frank Vogel. Frank, Frank, we have players and coaches, literally. Kevin Durant spent seven years, literally, shout out to Skip Bayless, literally was like, yo, they don't work together. They don't work together. And he was consistent for seven years saying that. Guess what happens? Kevin Durant woke up and realized, hey, I, I, I can't win with this guy. Like, and then you want to talk the production was there. You almost need Russ to like slow down a little, and you need Ben Simmons to like speed up a little. It's like if they can Benjamin Button and just move, (laughs) yeah, just switch. Like, no, like that'd be good. Just like like an like an episode of Big, like like the movie Big, but yes, with Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons like switching bodies. Yeah, need this is what it is. Everyone's like Russ, calm down. Everyone's like Ben, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I I even heard the Lakers were interested in, in Terry Rozier from the Hornets. Obviously, Russell might yeah. be that kind of or, combo. Robinson for Miami. Hayward, you go do that like today. If you're Robinson for Miami, I think it's a better trade. You know. Robinson for Miami, straight up. It's wild. Better it's trade it's for sucks, man. Here we are in October, Randy, and, and the greatest New York Nick of the last thirty years uh, has is is nowhere to be found. You know, it stinks. It's like. It's crazy. Uh, it's and and he never and Mello never got into it with the New York media. You never had these spats and microaggressions and passive aggressive. That guy stood out there with the Nick Fouquet top hats and weird Monopoly hats and answered all the questions, you know. And so it's being a pro, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't appreciate the the vitriol towards fans and media for simply being interested in, in your basketball achievements. Like stop. So. Yeah, what are you, what is being a get, being a good pro get you right? So you got Melo on the other side, literally had to sit in New York, get badgered, waste his years, literally had to sit back and like so Melo. Yeah, so tonight, you know, you had 45, 13, and, and two. The rest of the team had five. So, uh, you know, what's there to look forward to? 
Mm. Just gotta play hard. We could come back, get better. Like yeah, every yeah, so well, you know, we we really relied on Kuzmingus down the stretch. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, his rosters were crazy, and he never threw those guys. I always love the photos of the 2014-15 Knicks, right? 16 Knicks on the plane, and it's just like like Melo's like this like rock star Hall of Famer, and he's on there with like Ron Baker and Kuzmingus. <laughs> This is oh yeah yeah see Aaron a follow on here two fifteen sixteen Lou uh, your yeah. your favorite Lou Uminson my favorite story from that those years was that Kylo Quinn fell in love with going to bar mitzvahs in New York City he had never heard of bar mitzvahs never uh-huh. been to me and he found out like, <laughs> oh wow these Saturday afternoons with these thirteen year olds are turned up and mm-hmm. it's like look it up look up Kylo Quinn bar mitzvahs in New York City it was just crazy. I got, a, I got a few random ones. Um, what do you got, buddy? What do you got? Let's do it. So it, it may not be the best player in the league, but who are five guys in the league you enjoy watching right now? Oh, wow. That's a great question. When he comes back healthy, I want, I like Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he's a really special player. Memphis. You know, okay. I saw Ja play five times last year, and I don't live in Memphis. So I was really lucky to get to experience that. That felt like going to see like the Beatles or the Grateful Dead on tour or something. So John, John, Jaron Jackson down in uh, down in Memphis are a lot of fun. It's been cool, honestly, as a Michigan guy to see in the last ten years Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner and Jordan Poole and like there's Glenn Robinson the third. There's just mm-hmm. more Michigan guys, Karis Levert, you know, out there. Duncan Robinson, you know, Stauskas in and out of the league. So just like keeping my tabs on. On the Michigan guys, uh, Hardaway Jr. Hardaway Jr. Once a Nick, always a Nick. twice a Nick, always a Nick. Right, That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's nice seeing those guys. And then honestly, guys, I, I equate it to my love of music. Where I'm a huge hip hop fan, but nine times out of ten, going to your favorite rapper show is super disappointing. Like it's just a bunch of dudes on stage, a bunch no of performance. It's, Mike sucks. Like it's yeah. just, it's just, yeah. nine times out of ten, it just sucks. Right. So like, I genuinely love going to see massive pop stars, Katy Perry, Bruno Mars, go see iconic bands like Genesis or Earth, Wind and Fire. Or I, I recently just saw the Gypsy Kings. Like these people have been playing music at the highest level around the world for 40 years. Right. Uh-huh. So uh, and the pop music, you're like I'm not a Katy Perry fan, but in spin class, I'll take it into high gear. Sure. Why not? Like, I, there's an art to it. Right. So if you get the chance to go see the icons of the sport, if you get to go watch Chris Paul, I saw him get his 11,000th assist the other night at crypto to get to go see Devin Booker, to get to go see Damian Lillard, to save your money for the one Nick game you go to a year. Don't spend it on Orlando because you love Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba. Go and see like an icon. Go see Giannis play. It's just like a whole – that is really cool in sports. I got to see Serena this year at the Open. Mm-hmm. I got a call from a friend last minute. I got two tickets for you in the last row. Do you want to go? I was like, absolutely. I needed a damn right. Yeah, I needed a like a boarding pass on a Delta flight to get to my seat, but it was worth it. You know, like just to be in the building. I saw Tom Brady throw a touchdown pass at SoFi last year. So, mm-hmm. question: Like the icons of the sport now, as we're saying goodbye to Chris Paul, as we're saying goodbye to LeBron, as we're saying, you know. Uh, that's that's really cool. I like keeping tabs on on the legends that, that, who are, who are mm. so, still doing it. So you got Jaron Jackson, yeah, and that Memphis squad down there is a lot of fun. Desmond Bain, who's just like he's made out of stone. He guy. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like him, him as a yeah. basketball player doesn't make sense. He's it, not. 
he sounds like one of Elon Musk's kids. He's like, "Hi, I'm PX90 or P90X." Like that's Desmond <laughs> Bain. He doesn't. It doesn't. He basketball. The basketball player doesn't make sense because he's six foot. If that, he's six foot. I was saying that on one of my uh, one of my uh, things I was doing videos. I said he's taking step back threes on seven footers. Wow, mm. it's wild. He's they're really special. They're a lot and of fun. He's pure taking step back threes on seven foot. I was like, wow. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's different. I think if I had to pick five, uh, D. Booker, uh, Giannis, Durant, Dame, and Luca, probably the five. Yeah, I mean, I love Trey. Trey. I I know anytime they're on, I'm 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 watching it. I love Trey Trey and I love Curry. I love Trey Trey though. Trey Trey makes me warm. There's too many. There's too many to pick. Yeah, 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 there are young guys in the league. That's for sure. But I got Booker, LeBron, Jaron Jackson, uh, Jordan Poole, and. Once a Nick, always a Nick Langston Galloway. I think he's in Indiana now. I think he's in Indiana. Yeah. 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 Jordan Poole is Jordan Poole is special, man. No, man. It's a really unfortunate situation with him, but the way they handled it, the way they took care of him. Man, here's the perfect here's a perfect question to ask you. It's a perfect question. Segue. Yeah. You've played basketball for a period of time and you know you've seen some things. You've seen many of basketball games, players, etc. Have you seen a player get punched in the face? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have in the park. See, there you go. It in uh, in an actual like, game or practice, we never had that. But I've seen it in the park. I've seen. Uh, yeah, it's 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 violent, man. It's not pleasant, and you know, I can only imagine what the aftermath was like. That video cuts out. You know, uh, the 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 the, the post game or the post practice like would have been nuts. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's unfortunate, and it's it's a shame that Draymond is defined throughout his career by so many just embarrassing moments of lack of self-control that it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's only though, it's only the warriors that I think could navigate it. I think it's the only the warriors and Bob Myers and Steve Kerr and just the whole gang there. It goes down to Raymond Ritter, their PR director. Like they are a well-oiled machine and a culture right. that's real. And so like I did a voting thing in uh, 2018 with Rock the Vote and we partnered with the Warriors and we went to practice and we talked to the guys about voting and we shot a PSA and, and we registered not only the players, but 70 employees had to re-register, you know, come down from the marketing office. And the vibe I got, and this is when they were still practicing in Oakland and stuff was, oh, this strength in numbers, this Warriors family thing is very real. Like I was there with Elsa Collins, whose husband, Jaron, was the coach. And so she knew everybody. And it just was – and winning does that, right? But I think another culture another around the NBA, another team, another situation, maybe even Brooklyn, right? That happens. Whole thing mm-hmm. falls apart. Whole thing is just a disaster. Well, I don't, I don't expect him to be back, obviously, uh, you know, next year well, for a bunch of reasons, obviously – that's one of them. Really? You don't see the Warriors getting out of the West. You got no, no, no. Hear me, hear me. I, 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 I have them winning. I have them winning the chip again. Oh, the chip, the Warriors. You got Warriors back to back. Okay, I got Warriors okay. back to back. I don't, but I don't feel that Draymond's gonna be back next year. Right. Right, That's right. what I, I feel like when you when you feel like he's destined to a life of Book of Mormon. You know that play? Did you ever see yes. it? Yes. Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when you when you when you have a history of um, challenging a head coach to a fight in the middle of the playoffs, and and ten guys have to hold you back, then you fight the you, you fight the opposing play opposing team's best player and get suspended. From a game which cost may for a lot of people may have they say they cost them the Golden State series. Then you punch one of your teammates. 
it's like the line is drawn. Yeah, I got a question. Speaking of lines drawn, like where do you draw the line on suspending Draymond because he punched he punched his teammate in the face, right? Like Latrell Sprewell choked his coach, and he lost like the whole season, millions of dollars all season. Like he had a, got traded. Like like what the hell? That's what I think. Steve Kerr said. Steve Kerr sat down and said to himself. I'll take this ring this year, but he's not coming back next year. I think that's what he basically decided to, to do himself. I think he just was like, you know what? You know, we for me, I said, suspend him the first 25 games. That's what I said. I 25. said, him for 25 games. See ya. I and then evaluate. Five or ten. I would have done five yeah. games. You know? Some games, though. Some games. For sure. For sure. Or just, or even don't suspend him. Just don't play him. Like make him go there and have him. Him. you don't have to suspend yeah. him, no message go. Him, that kind of stuff. Just be like, yo, dog, you're not playing the first. You're not playing. That's it. Yeah. And, and that, that would it's not gonna impact our season one way or another, five games. But we're gonna sit in this for a second. Right. Really? And I and yeah. I think if this was in the middle of, of the season, there would have been suspension. The fact that it was open at night, ring night, and everything, like, oh, we're gonna well, suspend everybody, but where's Jim on green? Ship yeah. him his ring. We know where he is. Ship him his ring. He's not. He's not allowed then to I, be here. Yeah, so sometimes you do things in life that unfortunately means you don't get to do other things. And, and boom, it's like for him to show, like, yeah, I have like a documentary about you. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. Oh, you know, I didn't know uh, this would be a a big thing. You know, I, I thought. You know, and I'm like, come on, Dream on. Well, Poole got his money. A Hell Wiggins yeah. got his money. Michigan hit the shot. You know what I mean? Come a on. Wiggins got the bread too. So you know, yep. congrats to them. Uh, you mentioned documentary. I'll, I'll be remiss if I don't a- ask you because you're a Knicks fan. Did you see that yeah. Jeremy Lin documentary yet? Um, yeah, Trayvon Free did a wonderful job. Um, di- a director who put that together won an Oscar a few years back for a short, and it's really nice to see Jeremy kind of at peace with that time in his life because it was so memorable and crazy. Mm-hmm. It's the most fun I've ever had as a Knicks fan, you know. And my Laker fans make fun of me for that, right? But that 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 Friday night against the, the Lakers when he went for thirty eight is just the, the, the greatest. It's Do you stuff. think he can still play in the league right now? Um. You know, after experiencing Lynn's sanity, I think he's the closest thing we have to a, like a wizard. He's a Harry Potter. He's a Hogwarts. You know, he went to Harvard, a Hogwarts. Like, he, he's magic. Like, sure, why not? I'll never put anything past Jeremy Lynn again. Um, no, but that was like – he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated two weeks in a row. Like, hold on, I gotta grab well, there's not too many people that can – there's not too many people that did what he did. There's not too many people that did what he oh, did. It's the craziest thing that's ever happened in basketball, man. Not- I mean, no, we got it hanging up on the kitchen here. Like, oh boy, wow, that's fire! Wow. Kobe, who? Come on, man. <laughs> that's what, that was the story, right? That was the yeah. story. He said, uh, "Kobe was like, I don't know who that is. Who's who's that?" Because the guy dropped thirty four. You Kobe. The guy dropped 34 on you. No, they asked Kobe, yo, have you been seeing? He said, bro, I, I don't know what he's been doing. I don't know who he is. <laughs> he was mad. He was mad. Well, he I had the best story for that night. So I, I got to send you the video, Randy. I shot it on a flip cam. Okay. Right. Wow. Tells you about the time period. And yeah. the Knicks were on a blue carpet. It was like the chase blue carpet or something. Right. So I run out there. I'm interviewing Ben Stiller and Larry Johnson and Frey, all the people. It's like the whole Knicks thing, right? The Rock was there that night, right? 
Uh, I got tickets for Idris Elba. He sat next to James Dolan. They put Stringer Bell on the Jumbotron in the second half. Place went crazy, right? And this way you told me you and Rosenberg took a yes. Shanti seat. Yeah. We got shot. I've told you the story then. Yeah, Shanti yeah. sang the national anthem. God bless her. And she said, you know what? I'm a Shanti. I deserve to sit in the front row. Mm-hmm. Looks gave me second row tickets. I'm right. Me and Rosenberg were like, yep, we'll take those. <laughs> God bless you. I love you. And it was the greatest night ever. I like, honestly, I got to send you the video. And uh, I didn't make the film, but but Trayvon did a wonderful job with the movie. And it's cool that, you know, the stories from 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 recent years, 10 years ago, are, are now being, it was, you know, defined our sports fandom are now being immortalized in film. So not the first Jeremy Lin documentary. There was another one about him. Yeah. Focus on his faith and things like that. Mm. What a basketball journey, man. Like, everyone, like, uh, I think Amari came at him for wearing braids, and he was like, Well, I see you with those tattoos. So let's have a conversation, dog. <laughs> Amari. It's really cool that he's been able to impact the game at the global level. And I love Jeremy. I went down to the game with Fat Jew in Washington the Wednesday before the rematch with John Wall, the Summer League rematch. So mm-hmm. that was what, like, really set it off. Like, he just, man, like, I don't. You guys have been around the game, Blanco. You, like, it doesn't make any sense that for eleven days he was the greatest player since Jesus Christ. Like, it just no, everything sense. he threw up went in. Every pass, and and what's unfortunately, like I, 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 unfortunately, everything in me during that time, I just screamed, "Damn it, Melo! You should have been better." Damn it. Mello was kind of like Mello was like he was on the Olympic plane when they're all singing like Vanessa Carlton and he's sitting there. Oh, yeah, that's what he yeah. was. Insanity. He yeah. did not enjoy yeah. that time at all, yeah. even when they were winning. He's like, all right, cool. This is cool. I'm Mello. You know, I got I got a vineyard to go buy. Hey, well, that that could be one more guy you can kind of kind of help us. I would love to get Mello on on the show sometime. Ah. You know, he's, everybody else. Free time. he's got some free time right now. He's, well, he's I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> no, I'll man. take it. No, all right. So we got Michael Rappaport, who actually acted opposite. Michael Rappaport played Bill Fitch, and I played a young Rick Carlisle in a movie called Blackjack, the Jackie Ryan story. Shout out to Danny A. Director. Wow. Acted with Mike Rapp. I can see the Mike Rick Carlisle. Actually, it's so funny. Mike Rapp was in the green room, my on-air audition at the E! Channel. 24 years old. It's 2006. I'm in the green room. I'm nervous. I got to go review a movie. I'm in my head. And Michael Rappaport's in the green room. And I'm just like, oh, what's up, man? Cool. Big fan of your work. You know, I didn't know him at the time. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm reviewing movies. You know, I'm 25. And he's like, who the fuck are you? Like, who the fuck do you know? I was just, oh my God. I'm like, but become friends over the years. He's crazy. Um, so let's get Mike on the show. Let's get Jerry on the show. And we'll, maybe Jerry will call Lala and we'll get Mel. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. I think Mike Rapp says a curse every five words. <laughs> like I can, I can picture him saying, who the fuck are you? Like, just, oh, that's like movies. Like, how old are you? Like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's Mike. Right. <laughs> I got, I got two more. Denny, uh, what you no. got? No, all you, Randy, talk. Um, all you, Ben, give me your top five sports movies. If you want, you can also give me top five basketball movies. I oh, know you're yeah. a big movie buff. Okay, these are ones that just come into my head right now. Okay, so one's called um, Shy Town. It's the story of Kiefer Sykes documentary. He plays now in the, in the NBA, but this kid in high school and college went through more than any young man should ever have to deal with. And when you see Chicago Shy Town, 
day. Yeah. Okay. See him playing the MB now. You're like, what? Directed by Nick Budaban. Shy Town slept on basketball documentary. Uh, he got game is my favorite basketball film. It still holds up. But, you know, La La Bonilla forever. Over White Man Can't Jump. Nice. White Man Can't Jump's fun as it's above the rim. So those are the four. Okay. And then um, and then Hoop Dreams, obviously, is, is, is you know, so ahead of its time. To be able to shoot that much footage back then was really challenging. The, credit, the directors had to max out their credit cards. They went into debt, all these things. Now we can just, we're like, we just shot an hour and 10 minute content for nothing. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's totally different. And that movie, and while those kids didn't ultimately make it to life in the NBA, they make it in the game of life. And it's a really beautiful story. So he got game, white man can't jump, above the rim, shy town, and uh, and hoop dreams. We got to get something in there for the women. I'm working on a project now. It's based on the dawn of women's basketball here in America. And uh, I hope to bring that to the big screen very soon because we need some stories for these W ladies as well because they're the best. Did you see the um the Point God documentary? Yeah, yeah, that that Rich Kleiman and Kevin Durant did about New York City point guards. Like, I love it. It was it was like just a shout out to Booger Smith and to Ray Fern to all these yeah. guys that meant something to the game growing up. Sham God that that we all love and yeah, that was that was a good one that came out this year. And nice. another one that's awesome if you're like into basketball films and you want some deep cuts, it's called The Other Dream Team. It's the story of the 92 Lithuanian Olympic team that won the bronze medal. And they had those Grateful Dead t-shirts, the tie-dye shirts, and it's Sharunas Marcellonis and Arvidas Sabonis and, and those guys. It's a really cool, yeah. the other dream team. I've been I've been catching up on the Lakers legacy on Hulu. I got to I got to catch up on the Redeem team documentary on Netflix. So I'm, I'm making and I'm very excited to hear the rumblings of it. it's called the Steve Francis years at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be a great four part documentary about what it was like to have Steve Francis. And like, this is so <laughs> Come on, like, you said the legacy, like 10 hours of Lakers greatness. And we're just like. We get Casino <laughs> Mobley and Steve Francis. <laughs> Shout out Steve Francis, by the way. <laughs> um, I saw Steve my... Francis at a party All-Star Weekend, and I was like, oh, man, he's not doing too great. And he comes up to me and goes, I got a question for you. Uh, what is a podcast? And I was like, oh, boy. It's going to go well. Hey, that's the norm. Everybody everybody got a, a platform. Go so. I mean, it would be interesting to see if he does one. So um, my second to last question is um, – you know, you, you, you're a high profile celebrity. What do you want to do? That 275 gets you on the subway, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're a big time Nick fan. But if you had to pick, I don't want to say 10, let's say five, the top five biggest celebrity New York Nick fans out there. All right. All right. Let's get this right. This is the list. All right. Because we see them every game. It starts with Spike. And what's dope about Spike yes. is Knicks now have all these amazing places in the garden where at halftime you can grab a drink, you can grab some sushi, you can go. Spike never does any of that. He sits out there at halftime and talks to the refs and watches the halftime performance, talks to players. Like he is there for the game. So right. Spike Lee, number one, like obviously, right? Yes. Um, Ben Schwartz, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sneaky Nick fan. Uh, has you, really? Yeah, people know him from Parks and Rec. Uh, people know him as like a voice from Star Wars. He's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, ben Schwartz always wants to in LA. Hey, you want to go shoot around and catch up? I'm like, can we play one on one? Like, can I get a sweat? Can we kind of get a five on five? Like, should we get a run? He's like, let's just shoot around. It's very Hollywood thing to do. <laughs> uh, 
Play, play uh, 21 real quick. Not Mike Rappaport. Mike Rappaport is off the list for Knicks fans. He is because this man is out here with, with the brooms, like sweeping LeBron and rooting for the Warriors. And it's just like he's just too much into basketball now to like live and die with the Knicks. Like I don't really even associate Mike Rapp with the Knicks anymore. Wow. Um, Jerry Ferrara, he's real. He gets very stressed out in December games against Minnesota. <laughs> he's like so much anxiety. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's so we got Jerry, Spike, uh, Ben Schwartz. Um, I, I'll give Brian Greenberg the nod. He was there last night hanging out with Ronnie Kith, like doing the fly guy thing. Brian just had some twins, so still making a night out at the garden when you got Jamie at home watching the babies. Like, I respect it. That's a tough move, right? Um, and then Greenberg, that's a guy from How to Make in America. Yeah, yeah. Brian's okay. How to Make in America and, and, and a bunch of indies over the years and stuff. He's a good nice. dude. So Brian gets Brian gets a shout right now. And you know, Donald Faison, we played a game of Amari once out in LA, which is horse, and we had another letter for the apostrophe. Um, uh, Donald Faison, real Nick fan, had Amari on his show. Like, uh, mm. so that's my five right now. Wow. I'm trying to think of like Tracy Morgan, Chris Rock, Fat Joe. Like, Fat Joe. you know what? Fat Joe, he's really stepped it up. Yeah, Fat Joe is, is serious with the Knicks. I respect that too. Uh, a lot of guys went out to Brooklyn and did that thing. I'll give Fat Joe a nod. Let's let's lose Donald Faison. Also, Donald Faison hasn't had a TV show in like ten years, so he doesn't get a shot. Was that retaliation for Mike Rapp telling you who to, who the fuck? Yeah, are yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so traumatized from my E Channel auditions. So right. Uh, last one before I let you go. You told me off the air that you know your your what you got working on now. Uh, what's it? What's in the work? So. I know you've done e, uh, e television, you've done ESPN LA, CBS LA, had your own podcast once in a blue moon. And um, so, what do you, what's in the works for now for Ben Lyons? Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I love sports storytelling. Like, that's my thing. I'm not trying to react necessarily to the highlights. I'm not going to put on a suit and tie and talk about sports. I'm not in the locker room with a scrum. There's an art to all of that. I love the stories. I love the human element. I love to have fun and be joyful. So for me, it's about producing, hosting, and finding ways to tell those stories. So I mentioned uh, a basketball project that I'm producing that's going to be coming out soon. There's two of those in the scripted space, real life stories that have happened. And now we're going to fictionalize them and tell them like they did Showtime, right? So the the, the Lakers here, winning time. So you know, that's one thing, producing and finding great sports stories. But in hosting, I'm going to be doing something coming with Amazon starting next week. You'll see it. Nice. Uh, working on it for a year. We'll leave it at that. Very excited. Um, very much looking forward to telling sports stories in a global way. You know, as much as we love the NBA, which is a global sport now, and as much as we love the NFL and, and these sports here in America, there's a whole world, man, of Premier League and golf and tennis and Formula One. We're seeing, you know, half a million people down in Austin over the weekend. So I love trying to find global sports stories, and we're going to be doing that uh, starting next week. And I'll leave it at that. I'll get nice for a second. Nice. Call my agent for the rest. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, Danny Blanco, any more? Nah, man, we good. We 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 got all we need to get from Ben today. He's going. I think uh, from earlier. Oh, Sotomayor, the Knicks are back. There That's it is. Right. From, from earlier, the whisper. Yeah, he was uh, dressed like he was shopping at Men's Warehouse when he said the Knicks are back. Right, he was wearing his <laughs> cell phone on his belt. And mm. then at the end, he's got, you know, he looks like Lenny Kravitz on acid. He's got like shit, like a cut off jean jacket with fur and like sunglasses. Yeah. On, right. Like what happened? Mm-hmm. We, we got we got everything we can get from Ben. Ben said, Randy, he's going to uh, he's going to send some more guests our way. Yes. Um, so Jerry Ferrara. 
We'll get Mike Rap, and you guys can figure out Mello. Look, look. You, let Mello, you let me call in. How about that? Yeah. Look, there you go. There you go, Randy. Yes, sir. Uh, Danny Blanco on IG and Twitter at Sir Danny Blanco. Ben Lyons at I am Ben Lyons on Twitter and Instagram. Myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z on both IG and Twitter. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Also on BallIsLife.com. If you, if you want to watch the podcast, go to YouTube.com slash Podcast. Network, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love to the program. Band Lions, my man. Love you, bro. You guys are consistent with this. You always show love. I appreciate you. you. Sorry if I get a little Hollywood sometimes, make it happen. (laughs) But uh, I really respect and admire the hustle, honestly, to do do this at the level you're doing at, to watch this thing grow. Mm. Big fan. So congratulations and keep it up. Thank you, man. Definitely appreciate that. Ben right. like bull is life. Yes, sir. Oh, you have yeah. Blanco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peace. Yes, sir.